if you genuinely find meaning in your nine to five job, that's fine. Then that's totally okay. Like it's the again, the answer is not entrepreneurship. That no. is not the answer. Mm. Meaningful work, I think. It's like band life is not the answer to yeah. feeling clutter in your house. Like yeah. that's not the answer. It's not the answer. But what this situation has done has pulled the rug out from under a lot of people and they're probably questioning, shit, did I buy into safety? Safety is a myth to them now because they thought getting the college degree, getting the mortgage and having the nine to five job was safety. And it turns out a lot of those people could be in a very rough situation right now with college debt, house debt and no job. So I think our minds might start shifting now around safe jobs that aren't actually as safe as they might seem on the outside. Welcome back everybody to the Eat Green, Make Green podcast. This is Pat McCauley as always. Um, I hope everybody is continuing to stay healthy and stay safe um, and just sending everybody uh, my thoughts as we continue to navigate all of this. Um, This week's episode is with two Eat Green, Make Green podcast OGs. Um, It is with Anna Arlacan and Matt Davey. Um, Anna was one of the first 20 episodes I ever did back here in Boston Um, I think she was episode 18, Um, and then Matt was somewhere in the 60s. Um, So they're uh, not new to the show. If you want their full stories, um, I'll leave the link to their their individual episodes uh, in the show notes um, if you kind of want their journey to that point. Um, But the last time I saw Anna and Matt was in Boston, and it was just a couple days before... Um, they were leaving in a van, um, with no real plan, uh, for how long, you know, left everything behind, um, kind of shrunk down their life and, and set out on the road, uh, for what was planned about six months and it ended up being about a year. And they ultimately, uh, settled, um, in Portland, Oregon, where they live now, Um, and along the way, um, Matt started, uh, he had just started before he left, uh, the Veg Talk podcast and now Anna hosts, uh, the Veg Talk, uh, Spanish version of the podcast. And they had a a ton of amazing guests as they traveled, um, around the country. Um, and they continue to have amazing guests. Um, so definitely check out the Veg Talk podcast. And Anna just started, uh, Veg Life. Um, which is um, food and fitness videos and just started YouTube um, that Matt helps out with as well. Um, And she's gone from, you know, zero to like a thousand subscribers on YouTube real fast and just has an awesome approach with it. And and we kind of get into all of that and uh, how she uh, has started it. Um, So yeah, we talk a a lot about their their travels in the van, uh, the best experiences they had while traveling, uh, their favorite places they visited, uh, both in the country and outside of the country, uh, the best and worst places for plant-based food, uh, some uh, van life hacks from like paying one-day memberships at Planet Fitness so you can shower and, you know, Walmart parking lots and all kinds of um, hacks if uh, you're interested in maybe 
spending a few months on the road, um, the different perspectives they gained from seeing different parts of the country, um, like middle America, um, and just kind of what they took away from that, uh, why they eventually did decide to settle in, in Portland where they live now. Um, we get into the pandemic a little bit, how it's affected, uh, their work as people that, um, you know, work part-time and work, um, gigs and, and work as influencers, um, how they're taking advantage of their extra time at home, uh, to do things like the veg life and, um, you know, take advantage of the situation, um, and, and make it a win. Um, and why success is all about how you define it. Um, this episode's awesome, especially if you're interested in traveling and, and maybe, uh, giving the van life a go. Um, and also if you're interested in starting a YouTube channel or growing your following or, or any of that stuff, um, and their approach to it, uh, I just love, you know, they define their, their happiness and, um, you know, what they want to do in, in their life very well. And, and they live according to that. And I just, uh, I love it. Um, yeah, so they're fabulous. I, I enjoy every time I sit down with them and I hope you do too. Definitely check out Veg Talk, check out Veg Life, um, follow them on Instagram. I'll leave all the links, um, and hope you enjoy. So without further ado, my good friends, Anna and Matt. Times are related is your currency. Oh, you can oh, are you guys ready to rock? Oh, right you're, you've, yeah. yeah, you've got the good headphones. See, that's I told what, you one of them shit. I know, that's why I was turning it up. Anyway, I can hear. It's not a problem. You sure? Good? Yeah. Yeah, this is the best result. Okay. <laughs> and I just got greedy and took the... <laughs> took the good headphone all right i got matt and anna podcast ogs in the house hello hello anna was like you were top like 20 episode back in boston i'm pretty sure yeah 20 i want to say episode 18 yeah i don't remember the number but it was pretty uh pretty early on and then matt you hold the i think you hold the the first I think the first ever podcast in the rewild space. We were sitting there yes. in like the construction zone. <laughs> totally. It was like bear. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, uh, for people listening that don't uh, follow Anna and Matt, uh, hosts of Veg Talk, uh, Veg Life is the latest uh, YouTube channel. We'll get into all that stuff uh, later on. Um, but we first connected way back, I don't know, probably three, three, four years ago now when you guys were in Boston and the last day I saw you guys, you were at rewild, had some food. And then I think that week you were leaving in a van. I had you gotten the van yet? You went up to, yeah, 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 we yeah. Done yeah. That. we've done the hard part. Yeah, we were living in the place of it. Yeah. That was, and um, then, that was a mission. And then you were headed west? Yeah, yeah, we headed west straight away. But yeah, it was crazy, like, crazy yeah. to think that like that is the last time we saw you. It was uh It's been a while. Rewild. We must have left like days later. Yeah. Um, because we were staying at Eliza's house in in Lexington. Yeah. Uh it was in fall, it was like late October, early November. And um 
yeah, we our first stop was like our first night. Our first night was in Albany, Indy. <laughs> Sorry, Pop is like. <laughs> First night was in Albany, New York, just in the middle of nowhere. We um, we used this app called iOverlander, and it was it was amazing the whole way through the trip. Uh, but yeah, this spot that we found, middle of nowhere, woke up in the morning and it was snowing in in Albany, and we're like semi freaking out because we've got a two wheel drive. We're thinking, shit, what's going? What, what's going to happen? <laughs> um, but you know. Definitely, definitely got easier from from that first night. Oh, yeah. So give me like the, like, I feel like so many people, like, and I've had the thought myself, like so many people want to do what you guys did. It's like, all right, let's just like get rid of rent. Let's buy a cheap van and let's just like cruise the country for a few months. You guys ended up going like six months close to even longer, right? Yeah, almost a year, like 11 months. 11 months was like the the duration of the time before we kind of settled back was 11 months. So give me like the, how were you guys like able to actually jump in and do that, right? Because I feel like so many people want to do type that type of stuff and they don't actually pull the trigger and then they never get to the point of pulling the trigger. So I suppose it's like, it's twofold. Like we could get into our mindset at that point, yeah. first of all, because that's part of it for sure. So mindset, we were, me especially, I was doing sales jobs in Boston. And at that point in time, wanted to just dive into the plant-based community way more. I, I knew I could give more. So, and I wanted to align my work with with what I really valued rather than just going in and getting a paycheck. And I was at this point with the company and I, I was at that they were kind of getting rid of their Boston um, office, which was just in a WeWork, but um, they were getting rid of it. And they said, you can either move to New York or you can stay in Boston. I'm like, well, I'm not leaving. I'm, I've got a lease. And they're like, you'll have to work from home. We're not going to rent you a space on your own. And I, I thought it would be fine, but we were in a really small apartment and I was basically waking up, um, waking up, eating, working, sleeping in the same room. And it just got me super down. Like, you know, it was just not a good headspace. And, um, but yeah, I think we, like, well, yeah. we had enough saved. The other part was the yeah. financial part of it. Yeah. We and had enough was, saved yeah. to be like, okay, I think that, and you were feeling a little bit like I want to go well, out and explore. Yeah, I think we both were like, we're, we've always loved to travel. So like we knew we wanted to travel together. And like, I think a year before that, like a year and a half before, we uh, found this website that you can go to other houses and like a uh, pet seat and you have the house for yourself. So we felt like that could be a good way to start traveling. And we were like, well, let's be smart about it. And this was like a year and a half before. So like, it seemed like a overnight decision, but we've been planning this for a while and like yep. saving for it since like, I, I want to say like two years before that. You like, could go back to the tiny yeah. house. We thought about tiny houses yeah. and stuff like but that. But I re- we remember doing that and saying like, well, let's start on the website and like, do some house sitting in Boston so we can get some reviews. So by the time we actually start traveling, we have like some good reviews and people can choose us like right away. 
And I highly recommend doing that. Like don't just go with like nothing on the, on the website. And then we started like looking into vans and we were like, well, that makes more sense. Like we don't have to pay, you know, renting cars and airplanes and like things like that. If we have the van, we can travel with the van and then get to the house that we want to have sit and like, and live in it. And live it. Yeah. You know, like kind of like that. Um, but yeah, it was like, I, the first thing I think I recommend to people is like, is that like getting ready for it? Like if you own a lot of stuff and you have noticed that you have 30 pair of sandals and you only use one pair, like start by like taking those away and like trying to minimize, minimize as much as possible because the amount of the space that you have in a van, it is tiny. Like there's not a lot of space, even if you have like a big van or a bus, it's not even that much space. It's going to be less than you have. Yeah, way less. And the other one is like start saving and like be smart about how you spend your money. I am not great at it. I'm still learning, but like he's really good at it. And he was the one that saved obviously the most because he's really good at it. But like simple things like getting coffee every day out or like eating out every day or like, you know, buying stuff online because it's convenient. Like, do you really need those things? Like just those like even books, like do you really need to have like, 20 books every month can you get them from your library just like those simple changes it will make your house feel less cluttered first of all cleaner is easy to clean and you won't say you will save so much money by like doing those yeah it adds up really quickly and it's like those things that people don't realize they think they have to stop going out with their friends and like you know going out to weddings and it's not like the big spending is like the tiny little spend every single day you can be saving like you know $5,000 a year and like once you're on the road if you have like a really low-key lifestyle you don't spend that much money Mm because you are forced to cook for yourself you're forced to be outdoors in nature or like um remote areas where there's no like you know a lot of eating out restaurants and like things like that so I think those things like helped us to get ready through the time before we were like Let's do it. (laughs) And then I would say the final thing is, because what you kind of referred to there was like, you know, this whole van life thing is like well and truly in the mainstream consciousness now. Like it's totally, we see it. People want to do it. And I will give us some credit and say like part of the decision involves guts. Yeah. (laughs) Like, (laughs) you know, especially when you're 20, I was 28 when we decided to do it. Yeah. By the time it was finished, I was 29, nearly 30. And, you know, compare yourself to your peers. And and that's certainly not what they're aiming to do with their life is go and live in a van. (laughs) Telling your parents, like I told my parents the night before, we were sitting in a friend's (laughs) house in Canada, in Montreal, about to go and buy this van and drive it back to America. And I told my parents that morning because I was that shit scared. <laughs> and they were like, well. You know what to do. You, you know. Yeah. It, it's your decision. It definitely takes guts. <laughs> and like, you know, we have sat down with friends before and like we always recommend traveling. Like if you can spend your money on something and like splurge on it, go and travel. Like, and if you can afford it, take six months if you can, like – you know, at least a month and go out somewhere that is so different from where you are, just because it opens your mind to another culture. And like, you grow so much more when you're like traveling that when you're on the same place. But I've heard, I've heard things like, oh, but I don't think I'll be able to pick up my career where I left it. 
even if I live a month. And I'm just like, I always wonder, like, yes, you can. Like, you're not 60 years old. And if even if you were, you could always start, like, a month or six months or a year in the span of, like, a lifetime. It is absolutely nothing. And if you really want to do it, I think, like, looking at yourself and the little things that you do every single day to start, like, tuning those things every single day. And it might take you, you know, 10 years to do it. It might take you one year. It really depends how aggressive your approach is. But I, it does take God. It takes planning. It takes savings. But I think it is a possible way to do it. I think everyone can do it. Yeah, I know I th- everyone, but like a lot of people can. I think people right now, like with the whole quarantine thing, are realizing some of those same things. It's like, wow, like I'm going to the grocery store once every two weeks. I'm loading up and I don't spend any other money otherwise uh, outside of maybe like Netflix right now. And it's like people like even myself, like I have, I'm spending way less money, like no travel, no lattes, you know, no uh, train into town for a meeting, none of that stuff. And when you eliminate like a lot of the kind of nice to have stuff, you're like, holy shit, I have an extra, you know, 600 bucks a month. And yeah, um, it also it's funny, we're all sitting inside right now why the the earth actually shows signs of like healing, like Mm. things are getting better air quality wise, water quality wise. And we've only been inside for six, seven weeks, maybe 10 or 12 in other parts of the world. And all these things are already happening. So I think a lesson can be learned from all of this to actually go about making some change on the planet, we need to consume less. We we need to consume less because all the inputs to what we're buying involves coal-powered manufacturing. Yeah. And we, I think we forget about that. Like these things don't just appear on your doorstep in an Amazon box. All of the inputs involve like carbon emissions and we're consuming on this crazy level. So I think just in reality, our consumption in the Western world especially needs to be less. Yeah, and I think like, I don't want to say like, don't buy anything ever. And like, we all have like different lifestyles and like, we like different things. Like we value travel, good food, coffee, but we don't really care about like the latest iPhone or like the latest leggings or like, you know, the latest like camera gear, like we don't really care about that stuff. So like for us, it is okay to spend more on like, you know, spending a thousand dollars on a plane ticket to go to Australia or like buying $15 bag of coffee because we value those stuff. And I think like if someone wants to do like the van life and like start changing things, they have to figure out what they value the most and spend their money on quality items Mm -hmm. on those valuable things. And then like teach everything else. (laughs) We have like secondhand everything in the apartment because it's good for the environment. It is cheaper to buy. And this is not our forever home. So like we know like at some point we're going to have to like resell this stuff or like find a better home for someone, like someone can use it. 
Um, but we don't really, we don't value those like, you know, exterior like things. It's like different things. And I think everyone can find that for themselves and say, mm-hmm. well, I do value books and I want to have my whole apartment with books. Well, then spend money on that. But maybe you don't really care about like, you know, having good lighting for a podcast and don't spend for that. You know, like it's just like <laughs> yeah. kind of finding those like little things every single day. Um, Van life isn't the answer. No, de- de- no, de- yeah. Declutter your life first, yeah. so you've got a clearer <laughs> yeah. view of what you want to value in your life. That is and such I a good point. I think yeah. like people find van life as like the escape, and they think that once they get to the van, the European, everything is going to change. So not true. We met people on the road with clutter vans, dirty vans, and just things that they didn't think was going to happen the same, but it's just... Wanted to pile in their life into this and, tiny little yeah, space. Yeah, and it just yeah. doesn't work that way. <laughs> All right, so so almost a year on the road. Hit me with, maybe it's the same for both of you, but best experience or best place or... That's hard. Um, Ooh, okay, best experience for me would just be taking the podcast on the road. Yeah, that was pretty mm. fun. I think I had 11 episodes recorded and live or 11 episodes live by the time we left. Um, yeah. Th- think back sitting in Esselstyn's living room and having lunch. Yeah. That's pretty cool. At their place. That was like a pinch me moment. In Ohio. It was like, is this actually happening? Um, Miyoko <laughs> Shina. Um, just an amazing storyteller, a really yeah. nice human being even though she was clearly like we didn't get her on a good day. Like she had a meeting that ran late and, but she was still so present and really, really nice. Um, and then just people I didn't even know about beforehand and reaching out to listeners or friends. Eliza is a, such an amazing person. She's been able to like give us a house to stay in, in Boston before we left she recommends awesome guests for the podcast and seeing the like the deep conversations that you have on the road and the vulnerability of people, what they're willing to give up. I've just met these people 10 minutes ago mm-hmm. and, and what they're telling me about their life and like, I don't know, those experiences I can't. I, I don't know that that unbeatable for me. Well, that was pretty cool for sure. The other thing that I I want to say that it was pretty cool was being big sore, right up really high in the mountain, no one around you, naked having a shower <laughs> with it, view of the ocean. It was the best. <laughs> I have to say that was a that was it, and that was an amazing spot. That, <laughs> that was, was pretty cool. Where so wait, where where is the spot in Big Sur? It is a hidden, uh, a hidden spot for a lot of vine lifers. Um, I don't know exactly where, but we got it from an app. Um, you basically go like off up. Highway One and up. Yeah, yeah. I recommend having a car that is um, reliable. Four wheel drive would be ideal. Was it, was it dirt? Was it dirt road? I mean, I said. What was it? Dirt road up. Yeah. 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 Pretty scary. <laughs> dirt road up. I, I'm, looking, really at, I'm looking at the van right now and I certainly wouldn't take it up there with the tire quality we have right now. No. Um, two-wheel drive, <laughs> no high clearance, like super low. Like, it was sick. If, if something bad had to happen on that 
oh, on that road, dead. we'd be in a bit of trouble. But yeah. got up there, got down no worries. It was amazing. Um, truly incredible spot. Yeah. So for me, the experience I mentioned, the, the place that I loved the most wasn't actually in the van. I would say the Philippines. Oh, yeah. uh, just this immense feeling of freedom and just away from like the – I suppose the hustle and bustle of like Bali and the, West, and- uh, the Western world yeah. and even Bali is super crazy. Um, yeah, why'd you, why'd you guys go there? When? Well, yeah. Why slash what was the, what was the uh, thought? Like, why'd you choose there in the first place? We went to the Philippines cause we went, well, when we we're living in the van, we left to go to Australia. We actually booked those tickets at Big Sur. Yeah, in Big Sur. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. uh, we wanted to travel outside of Australia because we were like, well, this might be the only time we have to explore other places that we haven't been, um, you know, this time. So, like, who knows when we can come back to this area. And we wanted to go to Bali because everyone, like, overhypes Bali. And, like, we were, it's so close to Australia. We we're like, oh, we should just go. It's, like, really affordable. And I wanted to do like a crazy trip around Asia, but we decided at the end to just do three weeks at each country and like go go for it. And we found this area in the Philippines that is through not a, touristy at all through a, through a blogger. Aussie travel blogger. His name's yeah. Jackson Groves. Um, but yeah, keep going. But yeah, we this area is not like explored at all. It's like very, only yeah. locals travel through it. It's like there's not really... I think I can count with one hand how many Western Western people tourists, or tourists yeah. we saw. Nice. Um, and we just we really wanted to explore it. Like I think as when I was a child, like my parents took me around Mexico and really like explore what Mexico is. And I wanted to do that. And that's what I like to do in other countries. Like, yeah, it's fun to go to like the main, you know, things to do. But, like I wanted to explore. We wanted to explore other parts of the Philippines. Yeah. So we went to this I don't want to say remote areas because they're not remote, but like they're not as touristy as like Palawan or like I mean, in the, the mainstream. When you look at a map, it is pretty far. Away. Like you know, you're a, you're a speck of sand on the on the on the earth. Yeah, but it was. Places. I think the coolest thing was like people were so welcoming to tourists because they don't see that many. Super excited. Super excited. It reminded me a lot to Mexico. Like people were very friendly and welcoming and willing to help you and like just smiling all the time. Uh, there's a lot of Spanish influence like in Mexico. So I think that for me was pretty in awesome. In the Philippines, sorry. Um, and in Mexico. but And uh, there was, I don't know, just a freedom. There was not really any cars. It was all in motorbikes, like in, yeah. in motorbikes like or like scooters. scooters. Motorbikes. It was just so fun. I don't know. It was just, Cliff you really jumping. felt like you were the only tourist in every island and you were just around locals. And I think that was pretty cool in itself. It's just, we really got to explore the area for what it is before it, because we think it's going to become mainstream because it has so much potential, but before it becomes like this mainstream attraction, um, it was just so cool. The first island that we went to, um, they hadn't even finished the ring road. Yeah. So it's just an island with one road around the whole perimeter. It was dirt road. And parts of it were dirt because it's they so hadn't cool. finished the road yet. Like, yeah. you know, that's the kind of place we were at. And, uh, yeah, just you know, yeah. amazing place. Well, I agree. I agree on the on the podcast stuff. Like the best ones happen in person, and the best ones seem to happen when you travel to do them. 
Um, I don't know for whatever reason, it's just more of an experience and people tend to open up more. So like, I'm sure you guys too, like, I can't wait till we can start like doing them again in person. Um, but, uh, what would you say, what would you say best and worst place for plant-based food? For plant-based Philippines? Was the worst. <laughs> was the worst? Worst? Yeah. Cause. Come on. Yeah. I, I wouldn't we, think that. Yeah. I know. I think on the main, like the mainstream areas, there's a lot of new vegan cafes and things in like, like Manila. that. Like in Manila like or like Palawan. But where we went we to, went, yeah. not at all. It was pretty, uh, yeah. We were so, expecting like a lot of like their own fruit and their own yeah. vegetables. Like, tropical. like it was very neat, heavy. Uh, it's a lot of Spanish yeah. influence. So like yeah. they were colonized with Spanish. So it's a lot of pork. Um yeah, a lot of meat. Uh, yeah, not a lot. A lot of packaged food. Um, yeah, a lot of packaged stuff. Single-use plastic, a lot. It was pretty hard, so we had to end up cooking pretty much everything from scratch. Mm-hmm. We did get to try pretty awesome homemade coconut milk. That was pretty cool. That was good. Um, super heavy but delicious. And yeah, we had to cook everything. And for three weeks, they don't. They didn't have a lot of like variety in like the markets. We, <laughs> we had like. Potatoes, cabbage, rice, rice, <laughs> carrots. That was pretty much it. And, and noodles, rice noodles. Yeah, that was pretty much it for three weeks. The best one? Best one. Best one Australia would be sick. a split between Bali and Melbourne. To yeah, me. I think so too. How about, Bali's how about, pretty incredible. How about U.S.? In the U.S.? In the U.S. Are you are you there right now in Portland? Portland, probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're probably here. Yeah. L.A. and Portland. Part of the decision, well, part of the decision yeah. was to, to move here was definitely the the food. Yeah, yeah. I would say I would say Portland was Portland was number one. Um, the worst place, surprisingly, in the U.S. Like apart from like South Dakota and the middle you know, of nowhere. The middle of nowhere. The worst place in terms of the seas was San Francisco for us. Oh, yeah. Really? Didn't. Have that much. Just didn't have the same vibe as like in LA or Portland or New York. We were super surprised that San Fran just didn't seem as as dense with the the vegan options. Mm. Um, But Portland 1010, recommend. Yeah, Portland's pretty dope. Portland 1010. Portland, and then, uh, I don't know, every every place we were able to kind of find some cool stuff, a surprise to us was Mexico City. Oh, yeah. Go to Mexico City. Really? So good. Really good. Like, and you get a real experience. Like you get, mm-hmm. you get it, to like was have it street be- food that's fully vegan. Yeah. Like was it because of the style of the food that it's like Mexican food or was there like vegan spots? Both. Yeah, both. Yeah. So, like, wow. I think, like, Mexico City has everything, really. There's, like, so much of, um, I don't know, like, if you think of Mexico, you think about, like, tacos on the street, like, street food, right? Like, that's what you think of. You have that vegan, like, 100% vegan, and you cannot tell the difference. Like, it's just amazing. And then, two, they have, like, I don't know. They just have so much more creativity with the ingredients. And we've seen like they obviously the amount of mushrooms is amazing in Mexico, super affordable to buy like 
all kinds of mushrooms in Mexico. Also, that was um, actually how you say had, jamaica here, hibiscus. Hibiscus. They use a hibiscus flower to Mike. make meats. Yeah. And it's just like what? mind blowing. Yeah, it is mind blowing. It's just like creativity is like another level. And I always give a credit to the Mexican like entrepreneurs because. I think America has amazing like food, but the like, creativity of the Mexican entrepreneurs and chefs mm-hmm. is just insane. Like I just don't understand where that comes from. Um, and again, it's affordable. So I think super to, affordable, to get yeah. access to that kind of creativity here would potentially mean like maybe a Michelin star restaurant or like a high end yeah, restaurant. True. But in Mexico, it's, it's so like it's it's very affordable. Yeah, and there's all kind of restaurants now. There's uh, a few Asian fusion with Mexican food restaurants. Los Losers. Los Losers is Amazing. awesome. They yeah. just opened another one when I was there. Like I had so like two cool. weeks old. Um, and it was like also an Asian Mexican fusion. And all my friends said it was delicious. I, I don't know. We went to another place and now I'm friends with the owner slash like chef. And you, you were sitting there. You would feel like you were in New York. It is just this cute little cafe with like, you know, colorful waffles. And they do like charcoal things. Yeah. Like it's just like, I don't know. The creativity is awesome. The food is delicious. People, people are nice. nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I recommend Mexico City to everyone. It is so surprisingly amazing for vegan options. Interesting. So, all in all, would you recommend, in hindsight, people do six months to a year in a van? Yeah, ten times recommend. Again, depending on <laughs> depending on yeah. what your Short answer is yes, and the long answer is if if that's what you have really been like gravitating towards, like traveling, exploring, then hundred percent. Like, yeah, I mean, I is, don't. Yeah, and like it's not sexy. Like you guys, sometimes you don't shower <laughs> for a week, and like <laughs> yeah. you have to go to Planet Fitness and like fake that you're gonna work out so you can have a shower. You yeah, know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just. Actually, it's that's not hilarious. A, like, it's not a sexy life. Like, it's, it's not. not what like YouTubers <laughs> make it look like. It, yeah, it has some cool parts of it that because of the van, you can travel to places and stay there for longer, and like, you know, find these places like in Big Sur or like other areas in Mexico that I will never be able to get to if it wasn't because we chose to do it. But the other part is like you are twenty four seven together, like mm. in a tiny space, and if you have a dog and <laughs> take a pet. Just add that responsibility on top of that. If you don't have a shower installed, you won't get to shower. And even if you have it and you don't have enough water, you won't be able to shower. Like if you Unless don't have like we had, we had this like this camp bag. Yeah. And it's like a solar shower. So it's got like this black coating on one side and we'd fill it up. It was like a 20 liter uh, bag and you'd put it on the dashboard during the day and the, the reflection of the sun through the windscreen actually heated it up pretty well, but it comes out of a hose like <laughs> tiny, with no water pressure. I used to stand on top of the van <clears throat> and hold this bag and Anna would sit, stand underneath and have a shower. shower. But then when it was my turn, Anna would like just try and like hold it above me and she's shorter than me. So I'm like squatting like a little monkey, like trying to like wash <laughs> uh, with this bag. So it's it's certainly not glamorous. I mean, yeah, it's not glamorous. It's not sexy, but it is worth it and it's really fun. And I think people should give it a go, even if it's for, mm-hmm. for like a week somewhere in a national park and like 
Now you can rent them, like rent, rent one them. and like yeah. try yeah. it out. If that's for you. I don't know. Also, another hack that we we kind of like I warmed to you hated it, but you basically get a Planet Fitness day pass wherever you were in the country. <laughs> get us in trouble. <laughs> Don't pull that on and, and what was it like? Is it like a dollar, a couple dollars? Like, because no, it it's super it's cheap. Free. It's free for, okay, a free so, day pass. You work, you, you, you in quotes, work out and you shower. So sometimes <laughs> we would work out. Yeah. Um, but if, you're just desperate for a shower, find right. one because they're all franchised out. And they're owned by different people. Yeah. So they each have their own like website. You scroll to the bottom, get a free day pass. Not all of them have that option, but most did. Yeah. Um, and they and they can't see that you, you've had 57 day passes in the past. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's all separate now. systems. Yeah. yeah. So it well, ended yeah. up being... What we did at Planet Fitness was we we have worked out at Planet Fitness. We have had showers at Planet Fitness. I used to fill up our 15-litre water tank in the drink bottle place. (laughs) And I uploaded a podcast in South Dakota at Planet Fitness. Using the Wi-Fi? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) So so Planet Fitness, what, what else in terms of like... What are some other like uh, places you can use? Like Walmart, people stop in, right? Yep. Places Walmart like that. Or Walmart has uh, Wi-Fi and also gas, gas bottles, bottles. and sometimes you can sleep there overnight. We only did oh, it once. I only did it once. You were you did it a few more times, but mm-hmm. if you feel like you are like a little unsafe and you, especially for people that travel on their own. If you Definitely. want like some safety, like if you're going through like a weird area, just go to a Walmart and you can sleep there overnight because it's a 24-hour uh, parking lot, so you can technically stay there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did that. Well, I mean, I did it once. You did it a few when, times. When Anna was in the Bahamas, so <laughs> we, we were in Los Angeles, <laughs> and she had this bachelorette trip with a friend. One of her best friends was getting married, and she's. I dropped her off at the airport one morning. I went to Miami and she's like, catch you later. And <laughs> I'm like, fuck, I've got like a week on my own. So yeah. finally, finally. Yeah. <laughs> big, deep, deep, heart, deep breath, sigh of relief. And um, I decided to go out to Arizona uh, on my own to meet up with uh, Hannah and Derek, who mm-hmm. are also a bunch of vegans living out. In the really cool couple. Derek yeah. Howlett, he's Handyman on Instagram and High Carb Hannah um, on Instagram. And I basically drove like nine hours out to Arizona, did a two-hour interview with them or like hung out with them for two and a bit hours and then left. And I'm like, shit, it's nighttime. Where do I sleep? I'm in Arizona, a lot of border police and control in that area. I'm not exactly the kind of. They're not targeting. They're not targeting me, but (laughs) still, I'm not a citizen. I didn't want to be like. That was the unsafest I felt during the whole time, and I went to a Walmart, and yeah, there's other people in vans living there. The Walmart that I went to was 24 hours. I don't know if they all are. I don't know, but a lot of um. So like, if I needed to go to the bathroom, I could. If I, you know. They've got security there and all that kind of yeah. stuff. So it, it does, it's not the 
it's not the place you want to be when you're doing van life, but sometimes it's like a necessary kind of evil. Yeah. You got to go through uh, cities to get food. So yeah, always an yeah, option. Did, did you guys, in terms of like perspective, like I had a buddy recently that, uh, that biked across the U S and he kind of came back with like a lot of different viewpoints on guns and, mm-hmm. Uh, just some different perspectives. Did you guys have any like interesting takeaways from seeing kind of like middle America? Well, yes. I think like, I think especially me, cause like I'm a woman and woman of color. I, I have never experienced like racism, like living in New York, Boston and like traveling to main cities like LA. And I felt like that existed like back in the day or like, to some part of the community, like, you know, like in the middle of the country or something like that. And it was pretty eye-opening to see that the middle of America, it is a completely different country to the coast of America. And people that don't fit in on those areas have it really rough. And just simple things like getting gas. Like I remember stopping to an, on a gas station. We were in and, Wisconsin. Yeah, in Wisconsin. Yeah. And, you know, what you think of an American, like, overweight, white, with like hunting, hunting gear. gear on. Mm-hmm. Um, All looking at it. Looking, like, yeah, looking like I went, I got down, went straight to the bathroom and I felt like you just feel like the staring, like it's just so heavy. And I went in and I was like, you're making it up. Like, this is not true. Like I was in sweatpants. Like, you know, it wasn't like, I don't know. It was just in my head. I'm like, I'm making it up. And I got out and as I opened the door, people just like keep staring at me until I get out. And I get out and I'm like, do you see that? And he's like, of course not. Like my beautiful white man has no clue. <laughs> and he's like, I was yeah. like, did I, did I say what? what? <laughs> he's like, no. And I'm like, oh my God. And yeah, people coming out just like staring at you. Like, and I'm like, I know I'm not that, like I'm beautiful, but it's not because of that. <laughs> just laughing in my head. And I'm like, this is insane. Like, it's just one thing that, that was one experience. And I think the other one, just seeing the lack of, um, you know, there's no whole foods, there's no fresh fruits. Yeah, We have to shop through Walmart a few times and just seeing like the other side of it, like that's also their existence. You know, they might be American white, whatever you want it, but they also have to live through that. Like that's food their desert, reality. Like food deserts, everything's packaged, super processed what you have, you know, available as fresh is frozen fruit. It's not really a lot of fresh fruits and you have to drive everywhere. It was very gray, very flat. It wasn't very inspiring. So I can see why people get bored and go through like, you know, it's pretty exciting to have a gun and like shoot stuff in the middle of nowhere. Mm. It's just like, it's just a completely different like existence. Like it just doesn't, it's not, you can't even compare it to while we were living in Boston, like super different. I would echo that in like one of my memories going through again, South Dakota. Oh, yeah. um, we were just outside of like a national park. Like we're outside of Badlands National Park and the town there is called Wall, South Dakota. And we went into like a big supermarket, mm. did not have almond milk. Wow you know, even like almond breeze, like it, 
didn't yeah. have not, not even the crappy almond milk. Not, not even the crappy one. Not even the shitty almond milk. There's no options, yeah. Um so you know, from a health perspective, yeah. I can see how hard it would be to be like you don't have you would have to get all your stuff delivered off like Thrive Market or Amazon, but then do those people a, do they know about it? And B, is Can that within their, exactly, is yeah. that within their, their means to, to go about that way of life? Um, yeah, it, it was like a big op, like opening of like this opening eyes. Like that's a reality for a lot of people, like a mm. lot, a big chunk of people. And, you know, it was just a tiny moment in our trip. We were not mm. living there and like we struggled to find things just imagine like living there and like your family is part of like the industry too. So it was, it's pretty mm-hmm. rough. Like, you know, I don't condone racism, but I can see why when someone is different than them comes in, they can react like that. Well, that's all they know. Um, it was pretty, yeah, it was pretty. Yeah. And that gets back to what we were talking about earlier is like, if you, if you only see like the four walls of your town, yeah then I can understand why they're not open to other people, but also easily manipulated in terms of the media that they're digesting, consuming means that, yeah, their their opinions are easily swayed because it's just like this echo chamber that they're living in. And we can all kind of live inside an echo chamber with social media now, but yeah, that was definitely an eye-opener. Another one was like Sioux Falls, South Dakota, massive uh, pig slaughterhouse. Yeah, we couldn't stay and there. So we had to go. The the Eye Overlander pin that we were going to was so close to this slaughterhouse. We drove to it. It was also it also happened to be in the middle of a big Christmas like light decoration (laughs) so like most of the year that wouldn't be the case but we were like for two reasons we're not going to sleep here um but you could smell it was pretty gross the slaughterhouse from this spot so like the slaughterhouse doesn't stop so i don't know how people handled that previously sleeping there in a van but um yeah the smell was pretty bad through the whole town seeing yeah seeing the trucks like one after another just like going into and this this was at night yeah like this was at night like this wasn't in regular business hours it doesn't stop like these trucks were non-stop um but the other half is other part of that is that they would employ heaps of people from that yeah so a lot of people rely on this place as their source of income yeah so there's lots of nuanced difficulties like like it's it's tough uh yeah it's good to get that view and really start to understand a bit more about why people have opinions why people struggle to get away from me uh all that kind of stuff yeah totally and and yeah to what you were saying like it's easy for us to sit here in boston and sit here in portland and be like go plant-based and it's just like or like you know turn your dairy farm into you know, a soy facility, you know, and it's like easy for us to say that. And then you go see how entire towns and cultures and histories of that town revolve around 
making meat and making dairy and it's what they do and it's what they're proud of and that's how everybody makes a living and so you see that you know um but also even to that extent probably 95% of people that do live on the coast have never seen uh the slaughterhouse have never seen where the meat comes from have never seen a truck full of you know 10,000 pigs being you know driven to their slaughter and smelling the smell and then you know not being allowed to go in which is like a whole nother like yeah what the fuck you know um but yeah just like you know and i guess it goes back to what we're saying of just like traveling and seeing other perspectives and you know people in those communities probably don't do a ton of traveling at all and they don't see any other perspective either um so they don't they don't question any of the slaughter or anything like that that's just normal to them and um so yeah i guess to to wrap up the the van uh portion it's just like traveling and seeing different perspectives and uh not only will it make you question some things but it also give you some uh insight into why other people think certain ways and mm-hmm. hopefully that helps people have kind of empathy and understanding for everybody else i guess uh next why why portland why did we i mean you could have you could have stopped anywhere why did we pick portland yeah did you, just, we, did you run we, out we of gas stopped in portland the first time we came <laughs> yeah so we came in through portland i pretty like i don't know within like two months or like a month of like starting our travel and we had planned to stay here for like a couple of days and this are going down to like, you know, the forest and like do all the Portland things and like outdoor stuff. We ended up staying in the city for a week and we like actually like questioned if we wanted to keep traveling because we really, really liked it. Um, so when it came to the time to start thinking and like talking about settling again somewhere, we had a few, like we had a list of, things that we wanted that we didn't have in Boston, that it would be like, you know, these are the things that we didn't work out for us when we were living there. These are the things that we want. And it's like non-negotiables. And these are the things that the cities that we're thinking of, we like have or do not have. And it came out, well, we came down to LA and Portland. Basically. Basically. We looked at San Diego. Yeah. Sacramento was like a late, yeah. A light inclusion. We knew it was going to be West Coast. We knew we we're not going to go back to the East Coast just because I don't love this cold. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I love Boston. And, and it's we weren't going to go to Florida. But we're not going so. go to go to Florida. Wait, exactly. is, Portland, is Portland generally warmer all year round? Yeah. Like the winter we just really? had. It's laughable. It, it felt like we cheated winter yeah. after living in Boston yeah. for five years. It's laughable. Wow. I, because it's like whatever it is, is it latitude? It's on like kind of the same. It's a little higher than Boston, right? I think. It's higher. I, I, I yeah, don't, but I, I think it's like down. I don't know. I don't fully know why. But it doesn't really snow either. But the best way it got described to me, I was, I was working part-time at an outdoor store here and I met a woman that lived in, like lived and grew up in Boston and then moved to Portland. And she said, in Boston, you are forced to participate in winter in the city. It's a non-negotiable. In Portland, if you want to go and participate in winter, you can drive to Mount Hood, but it's not going to affect yeah. you in the city. 
And wow. true to that word, we I mean, saw like a few like I had to use flurries. like yeah, it was yeah, it was laughable. It was actually really funny and it was really cute. But um people yeah. were like, Oh, it's snowing. And, and we're it like, was this like, isn't snow. <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah. But like yeah. at the end of the day, we chose Portland over LA. Well, one, LA was gonna be more expensive, two, the traffic, and I refuse to drive because I haven't I haven't driven in like seven years, mm. like in to commute places. And it's hectic. And it's hectic. Like we knew like if we wanted to live in LA, it was because of like business, like podcast, blogging, all that kind of stuff. But we look at like the quality of our life. Like, is that worth where we live, walking places, clean air, bike friendly, just because we knew it could be easier to get podcast guests and maybe collaborations or like, you know, the business side of what we do. Mm-hmm. And then we saw like friends living here doing amazing and we we're like, well, they can do it. We can do it. And I think Portland is just a really is small, smaller than Boston. It's bike friendly, uh, vegan walk friendly. friendly, super vegan friendly. The city, I think it's just like so super much more. Super close to nature. Super close yeah. to nature. Yeah. You have the mountain and like the beach, like super close, close to Canada, Seattle, like other big cities. You have a main airport that takes you to Mexico or, you know, Canada or like all around the country. Um, yeah, I think I, and it's way more affordable than Boston and LA. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And quality of life was definitely something that for us was like very important. Like, mm-hmm. do we want to live in another studio again so we can like have enough money to save? But like we still want to live in the city. Like we don't want to live outside of the city and commute to the city if we have to. Like I think we still we're not ready yet to like make that move. Uh, or we were not ready at that time to like get out of the city. Um, and looking no. into like other places, it was pretty much like the same kind of pricing around Portland. So we were like, I don't know, Portland seems to work and we liked it a lot. Had a lot of pros. Yeah. Not, not a lot of cons. Yeah. So. And we love it so far. So I recommend it. And your, in your May marathon plans are canceled. I'm, I'm assuming. Yeah. Yeah. All of yeah, it. Yeah. We were, um, I was like in the best training form ever of my life. Like (laughs) I'm not exactly an athlete, but um, I'd never done a half marathon under two hours. And like the week before this all hit, I'd done two consecutive weekends of sub two hour marathons. I did a one hour 50 something and a one hour 47. And I was like, man, I'm crushing it. And then, and then uh, all this happened. I actually got a little bit sick, never got tested for the the COVID thing. Um, but this lingering cough has just kind of like held me off training again. Oh, yeah, um, everything's postponed. Yeah. I think our got postponed to September. Everything got postponed. And my yeah. relay got postponed to September, but I don't think we're going to do it until next year. Yeah, because I had a race yes. planned for August the end of August and they already canceled that. So, and that was in, that's in Quebec in Canada and they have canceled everything through August 31st. So I missed it by like a week. Mm. Hopefully they reschedule it for like sometime in September. But if not, I'm just doing a solo Ironman. I'm going out, I'm putting the watch on and just spending the day, you know? Oh my God. <laughs> just I was like, unofficial, anymore. <laughs> unofficial Ironman just gonna do it yeah that's what i I spoke with the guys i was gonna be doing this with 
um, today and they're, they want to do the marathon. Oh, really? Because I was you thinking like, my, training, my training has just gone down the shitter. So they're going to do it, I suppose. I'm I will, not. I will, <laughs> I will do it if, if they're doing it. So, yeah. yeah, in a month I could be running a marathon, so I better get my shoes back yeah. on and, and start running. Yeah, my coach texted me today. She was like, are you still going to do it by yourself and like the relay stuff? And I was like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. where, where would you swim? If, if you were to do yeah um, yeah that iron man where would you swim there's a well if, if it's possible like I would if by the time like August September comes and there's no like date on the calendar for it I might go up to where it was in Quebec and do it there but there are places around here like uh, south of Boston um, and west of Boston that there's some like lakes and ponds that I'm told people, people train in and swim in. Um, so can't yeah. imagine how freaking yeah. freezing that'd be. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so on that note, how have you guys, like you mentioned the podcast, you mentioned the blogging, you got the workout videos going now, Anna, Yeah. like how have, how has this whole situation kind of, because you like myself, self-employed for the most part kind of gig workers although you personal train and work you matt you were working at um outdoor store coffee store for a little bit right so like we all kind of uh are kind of gig workers so how have you guys kind of pivoted and uh i've kind of my lifetime i've gone gig in america at least it started off with gig kind of work went into the nine to five world for like three years and then yeah. shot back out the other side, and now I'm <laughs> um, doing the the gig the, life. The gig life again. Um, well, yeah, I think like when we moved to Portland, like the idea was to you know have a part time income to mm-hmm. just to have it. You know, you never know, like pay the sustain, bills, yeah. sustain everything, and like focus and like keep building the online stuff and as much as we could. So like that has been like the goal from the beginning since we came back here. And I think like this whole thing just pushed us to completely do it. It was just like, that's what you said you wanted. So go and do it. And, like, <laughs> yeah. Really, like relay, like rely on it. Um, I mean, as you know, it's a lot of work. It's not like just like putting a selfie and like, you know, you get paid. Like it's, it does, just doesn't work like that. There's a lot of stuff behind it. And I've been a fitness instructor, personal trainer for a while now. And I've relied on, well, I used to rely a lot on studios in real life because they have the equipment. It's easy for me to just show up, train, get out, do They've my stuff. They have the clientele. They have the clientele. Yeah. Like, and I don't know. I had this idea of like doing online workouts since we were in Boston like two years ago. And I just keep putting it off because, you know, same excuses as everyone. I'm not good enough. I don't have the equipment. I don't have the white wall. I don't have like the beautiful space to do it. And I just kept putting a lot of bots and, you know, and when this whole thing, I came back from Mexico from my bachelorette and I was looking at it like, this is going to go pretty bad. Like, I don't think this is going, I don't, I don't feel comfortable teaching in real life. And I think everything is going to shut down because like Italy was shutting down. Spain was shutting down. um, My work shut down. And that night, I think I, I called my boss and said, I don't feel comfortable coming in tomorrow. I don't think it's safe for them or for me. So I think I'm going to stay. And we were already planning on doing online workouts. And I think that just like 
gave me the final push to say, do it. So it has been rough. Like as a blogger, like one of my incomes is like through collaborations and a lot of companies are going through a recession. Like a lot of companies don't want to spend on marketing and, you know, even if they have a big budget, they're like stopping it just in case. So that has been a lot of like, you know, trying to be mindful about that and like work with brands that want, they still want to promote their brands that we're already using either way. And find themselves in a, in, good in a good position to actually still spend on, 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 marketing. on marketing. So, And I'm more involved now. So this, as Anna said, it's kind of pushed us to be like, okay, what do you really what want? What direction are you taking this in? Are you just kind of like rowing down the river or do you want to take a bit more control? And to Anna's credit, she is the one that always gets my ass in gear no matter what (laughs) it is. So, you know, the Monday after she said that she rang her her boss and said, like, look, I'm not comfortable, wakes up and says, fuck it, I'm doing this. I'm starting this channel. And since that day, she has released a video a day for seven weeks. (laughs) pretty exhausting and damn um, and i i honestly like i knew i was putting myself on like a tough position but i consider myself lucky because i still had an income coming through brand collaborations and other Mm -hmm. stuff that i was still going through so i was nervous and i was like freaking out by the third week but i think in the back of my of my head is like i don't want to take money from people that might be struggling too i want to help them to overcome this because there's a lot of students out there. There's a lot of single moms. There's a lot of people that has, you know, might not even have money to pay a rent this mm-hmm. month, but they find movement, an outlet for them to feel better. And as someone that needs movement to feel good because, you know, depression and like all this stuff, I was like, if I can give someone a free workout, even if it's three minutes and they get to smile and sweat and feel good. And even if I'm not earning anything, I don't care right now. Like, I just want to put something out there for them to be like, God, I'm glad this is out. And it just started with like 10 minute workouts and like just doing like, you know, dance workouts because I like to dance and I'm like, maybe people like to dance too. (laughs) They make you feel better. So like just doing that. And like, I feel like people have taken it pretty well. And like, I'm just having fun with it. I think it's it's, a pretty cool. um, It's fun for me. It keeps me like busy, gives me a purpose to do every day and like forget about what's happening out there. But also he comes and like helps with all the things that I don't like to do and he's better at it either way. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's kind of unified us in a way. Like mm-hmm. I'm now doing the outreach for, yeah, for collaborations, um, setting up the lights, making sure the equipment's ready to go. Yeah. And yeah, it's it's been a cool, you know, a cool few weeks because we're not relying on <laughs> the money that was coming through part-time work and we yeah. we've obviously got a lot more time now um so yeah it's uh, it's probably been it's a been positive good. all in well, all and i think at the end of the day being grateful for just the necessities is a it's, it's good to calm your mental state like to be able to go to bed and go okay rent's paid for the month there's food in the fridge i've got my dog i've got anna we'll like fine. i'm fine yeah totally like, yeah. What more do I need right now than that? There's, I, I don't, I don't need anything else. If I want, I can go put some shoes on and go for a run. Um, it's, 
a nice time. It started a little chaotic and then we've calmed <laughs> down and we're, we're, we're getting a little bit more zoned in, which, is, yeah. which I hope a lot, I think a lot more people are probably experiencing that as well. Like having this time to like think it's not, you, you don't, you're not forced to get into this hustle and bustle of day to day. I think on the outside, it might look like a real big negative, and I, for a lot of people, unfortunately, this is a really, really tough time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to offend anyone, but for, I'm sure for a lot of people, it's given them the time to rethink their life, their life and the way they're going about it. Totally. That's that's how I look at it. It's like this. It's literally a once in a lifetime opportunity. To I hope, I hope it doesn't happen again. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> same here. And we can talk about, you know, some, some ways we could maybe prevent it. But yeah. um, but yeah, it's this once in a lifetime opportunity to kind of, if you're kind of on this trajectory, on this treadmill of like the nine to five and just like in this cycle of I have the mortgage, I have the car payment, I have the, and you can't ever step off that work treadmill because you have all these bills. Well, it's like you've just been forced off of it. and it's like you have these two, hopefully just two, not much longer than this, uh, two months to like ask bigger questions and ask if like no. that direction was right for you because, you know, sorry, I got a call there. Um, but yeah, I think it's like an opportunity and I think, but the other side of that is like, I wish more people are like you guys where it's like, fuck, here we are. Like, let's make the most of it and let me bang out a video or bang out something like every single day and take that type of approach versus kind of just like, ah, shit, like lost my job, like, you know, just got to wait it out type deal. And it's like, so there's definitely two kind of mentalities. It's so tough. Like, I see that too. Like, I don't know, like. Honestly, like it's not easy to get this mentality though. It doesn't happen overnight. Yeah. So like if someone just lost their job and they're lost, be lost. If you can afford going to your parents' house, go to your parents' house. Like if you have that commodity, go think about what you want to do and then start doing. We've I've been doing this for four years. Mm. Like it's not just that I started as a this turn like you know, finish up and I'm just like suddenly have the lights and the camera and like the confidence to be on camera and like how to teach i've been teaching for four years i've been doing blogging for four years like i've been doing this every day every day every day for four years is you have to put the work on to get better at it i get better at it and some people get lucky some people are just naturally outgoing and like naturally comfortable not everyone like i was not like that so like it definitely takes time and i just i agree with like some of what you say but also if someone is having a hard time it is hard to like your life just totally change upside down. It's just, you mm. have no yeah. idea. And like some people might not even want to do online stuff or like work for themselves. Some people really enjoy working for someone else and in a company. And I think that's valid too. Like that's how they feel better and like useful. And if it's rough for them now, I mean, if, if they can have, you know, some family time, I think that'll be awesome. Or just like take it to like, chill and be like okay now what i want to do what's like really what's next because Mm -hmm. it's it's hard for everyone like for me was what i needed like the fire on my ass to like get it done 
And for some people, maybe like the time to think about it and be like, okay, what do I really want from my life to look like? I think I I totally, like I was going to say the exact same thing. So Anna's going to kill me because I'm going to mention this book again, but (laughs) I just read this book. I've heard about it like 10 times already. I just read this book. um, I read a book called Outliers by Malcolm Gladwell. And I then read a book called In Search of the Wild Tofurky by the Tofurky founder, Seth Tibbet. If you ever get the chance to read those books back to back, do it. It's awesome. Yeah, from, from what I learned is that Anna has done all of this work in the background for, for years. And although it looks like she's just stepped up to the plate and started a YouTube channel because we're in COVID-19 times and we're all staying at home. And that's, mm. that seems like a logical thing to do. Like, oh, start a YouTube channel. She's also put in the work to get there. And what has happened, we're seeing an event and she's stepping up to the plate because of the event. Like mm. not everyone, like how am I going to in, in Outliers, he basically says that we look at these successful people and we see, we want to know like, oh, Bill Gates' reading list for the year, Bill Gates's top five habits he does in the morning, yada, yada, yada. Why aren't we looking a little bit deeper into Bill Gates's life? And it's this mix of passion, talent, meaningful work consistency consistency, but also timing these events that happen play a huge role in someone's life and it just so happens that COVID-19 happened now Anna had been working hard for years previous Mm -hmm. and she was able to step into this comfortably like it was the right thing to do at the right time. So it's just this mix of things. And I totally agree with you. If you're feeling lost, then maybe that's what you're going to feel. You've got to feel that, that lostness because people, and we've, I've certainly done it, bought into this idea of safety, bought into this idea of ladder climbing. And agree with Anna again, if, if you genuinely find meaning in your nine to five job. That's fine. And that's totally okay. Like it's the, again, the answer is not entrepreneurship. That no. is not the answer. Mm, it's, it's meaningful work. I think. It's like band life is not the answer to yeah. feeling clutter in your house. Like yeah. that's not the answer. It's not the answer. But what this situation has done has pulled the rug out from under a lot of people. And they're probably questioning shit did i buy into safety is it is is safety is a myth to them now because they thought getting the college degree getting the mortgage and having the nine to five job was safety and it turns out a lot of those people could be in a very rough situation right now with college debt house debt and no job that would be a very scary prospect um so i our minds might start shifting now around debt and safe jobs that yeah. aren't actually as safe as they might seem on the outside. So 
it's a super interesting time and there's no yeah. answer and no one's doing it perfectly. And, oh man, it's, it's tough times. But I think the key lies in meaningful yeah. work. And also like to give a credit to what you said, like I think like there's a lot of people that, like me, we always had an excuse, like when I have the time, when I'm better, when I have the equipment, um, I think those things just have to get out of the, you know, out of your house. Like you have the time and you probably have the skills. And if you just do a quick Google search, you'll probably find out how to use Photoshop to, you know, put a pretty thumbnail. Like mm-hmm. the information is out there. There has been thousands of people doing it pretty well and successfully. I'm not saying I have done and I think I'm, I, they're probably going to laugh at my YouTube channel, like how big it is. But um, I think the information is out there. And if like this cues for a while was time, I think you have it now. And I think like, that's when, that's when I, I agree with you. Like if that was excuse before, now you have it, like go and take yeah. it, go and do it. Like put yourself out of there and like, and, and do something, you know? I I totally agree. I think there's like an element that I now take for granted a little bit just because, you know, I haven't had a steady paycheck since I was 23 either. Right. I feel like I've, <laughs> I've always been in this situation. Like I've always been starting things, starting businesses, creating things. Like I know how to survive in that arena and like taking advantage of a time like this is just an obvious, of course I'm going to do it. Right. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm trying to, you know, I'm going to launch food delivery soon, hopefully here in Boston, which I'm fired. That's exciting. And it's like, it's just because of the timing. And I like, I know how to do it. I, I have the people to do it. It's just like, but I guess like, I see what you're saying. And if, if someone was just kind of ripped off uh, the treadmill that they were on, and this is totally new to that, it's like, you know, it, it's very scary. And maybe they just, exactly. Maybe they just need a few months to chill out, spend time with family, ask the questions. Um, but then, yeah. But then on the flip side, I say the same thing. And it's the same thing with like the questions I'm sure all three of us get about, you know, any change, whether it's getting fit or going plant-based or like starting YouTube channel. It's just like you try to be polite and will I'll always be nice and respond like very nicely, but I can give you all the recipes. I can give you all the places like I use for that stuff. But at the end of the day, if like, somebody isn't just going to like freaking Google it and figure it out, then they're, they're never going to actually make the change anyway. So it's kind of like, mm. I see both sides. You I know? know. I agree. hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. Part of me is like, part of me is like, I, I love you. Chill out. The other part of me is like, if you want it, just fucking Google it and start doing it. <laughs> you know? But, right. but you might be the same as me. I literally Googled how to start a podcast. Absolutely. Absolutely. I literally Googled like Lewis Howe's podcast equipment, you know? Yeah. And like, that's what I use. Like, yeah, we, use Rich <laughs> we use Rich Rolls. <laughs> but like, that, that's the only thing. Like, it, you have to put the work. And I stopped reading motivational books and like self books or like whatever they call it. Yeah. Because you can they were many not, of like, them. Yeah. They were just the same thing over and over. And I was like, I need to find out what works for me. Mm. And start like figuring that out. And if I don't know what works for me, it doesn't matter how many books I read. If I'm not doing it, I'm not going to figure it out. 
And, you know, I do watch other people's like how they organize their content calendar and like the YouTube videos, because it gives me ideas to then put it on my own, like little cells in everyday life. But for me, it's super different from other people. And I just know that by doing it every day and kind of like tweaking things and understanding and like what what brings me down what keeps me motivated like it's just like those little things you have to put the work on like you can't just show up one day and like have it on like you know like some people learn all this stuff in college some people learn it because of work some people just like me start doing it every day and like that's what works for me um but yeah you're right it doesn't matter what you tell people if they couldn't even just google it it's just like doesn't matter what i tell you you have to still go and do it like totally it doesn't work that way there are know. there are so many like elements and levels to it yeah. as well like i was just thinking before about like patience i think we mm. are a generation that has no patience none we want to walk into the job and get the 80 grand paycheck a year uh we want the likes on instagram we want the views on youtube and if i'm not guaranteed that i'm not going to walk into it and risk not getting that um so there's an element of that um there's also i mean like we're not sitting here saying that we've got it all figured out and it's perfect it's fucking hard like you know it's it's tough like i'm sure most people wouldn't want to walk into what we're doing right now like with the set of situations we have like it's not it's not ideal by any means. Like well, we're, like we're figuring it out. Yeah. It's, it's a long process. And, it, and I think it goes back to like the van life. It's not sexy. It's not a beautiful photo on Instagram. Like mm-hmm. there's so much more elements to it. And if someone is trying to listen to this and think they're going to go home with uh, 10 tips to do something, I am very <laughs> sorry, but it doesn't work that way. Like you, like just like it took us years to prepare to go into 11 month travel it has taken us years to, you know, put the camera out and like finally do the workouts, you know, like and put them onto YouTube. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it is not a sexy process. It's not flashy and I'm probably the worst people to sell it. <laughs> um, and yeah, I, I never want to, I want to be honest and real about this stuff. Like it takes time, it takes sacrifice, it takes living with less that what you're earning just to like you know make sure that you're saving for the future the finance part is different like how even how you like put your taxes how you file taxes is different like insurance is different like all these other things that you have to look at and it is very it gives you freedom to do a lot of things and it's beautiful and it's like i like the hustle part of it and like i love the people that do it because i feel like they're people that work hard do this stuff um but it's not sexy and it's not like the other side is not like beautiful, you know, it's like van life. It's exactly the same. It's fun, but you don't go, you don't shower for a week. So, Hey, (laughs) yeah. Many ways to, many ways to peel an orange. Like (laughs) I think also Gary V kind of alludes to the fact that it's not how much you're making. It's how you're making it. Mm. So like you could have the happiest human most content human on the face of the planet earning 40 grand a year. And you could have the most fed up, time sapped, miserable human making a million a year. So success comes in many forms. 
And there's many different ways to get there, many different timelines, and you kind of just have to start your own journey. Mm-hmm. I think that's like, and it's how I you know. like. I love going deep into it. Mm-hmm. I love like kind of getting through it and talking about it. But yeah, that's. Yeah. I think that's kind of how it works. And it's how and it's how you define it. Like you yeah. define success, you know. And yes. I like the. The, you mentioned long-term, Matt, it's like people, everybody wants something so quick and, and with like the YouTube stuff or the Instagram stuff, right? They see the image or they see the video and they don't see the hours of work to get there, right? They see like the business that started or the, you know, restaurant that's open. They don't see the years that it took to get to that point, right? Yeah. And there's just this like, misunderstanding of what it actually takes to create that piece of content or create that business or to get to that point. Um, and that's kind of like the, the, the piece I think everybody needs to understand is that it's yeah. not glamorous. Most of the time you're in the van, you yeah. know, it's like, <laughs> and also it's like, like ni- 99% of the time you're in the van and 1% you're at Big Sur with the amazing photo. Exactly. You know, so it's- <laughs> it is so true. And like, I think we go back to like redefining what everyone thinks of success. Like it might be different from yours to mine. Like, you know, redefining what they want, what you want your day to look like, where your life, what you, how you want your life to look like. Like it might be super different yours than ours. You know, like to me, success is waking up in the morning without an alarm, enjoy my coffee and a book and then get to work. You know, mm-hmm. and then do my thing and make people happy. And like that's success for me. Like if I'm able to make a living out of like making people happy and smiling and moving every day, I'm happy. Like that's awesome. And I can just go for a walk with my pet after like my puppy and Matt and like enjoy a book at night and like a nice dinner without worrying that if I'm going to have money tomorrow, that's success to me. You know, like. I don't know what for someone else is, you know, like this is, it could be different for someone might be having three houses in Maui. I don't know. <laughs> it is. And, and I think we have to find out what we want first and like what makes us happy before we try to rush for that success that we want. I think. Mm, well said, well mm. said. Well, we've been going here. This is, we've been cruising. This is like hour, <laughs> hour, 20 minutes, hour and a half. Um, what, uh, what, what's something you guys want to, want to leave us with, um, or, or maybe what's next for you guys or, uh, well, I don't know. I think for I us, think it's we're, just we're, we're now planning. we're in the, the next, we're kind of in it. Yeah. We're, we're, I, my podcast had a bit of a break. Um, I think I kind of grappled with not having a life of the van, like having the freedom to move around and meet new people and, and interview them. Um, felt a bit stuck in this, in this new place. Um, but now I think this is a blessing as well. It's like, it's saying, well, you've got no choice, but to interview people online. So <laughs> get it done. <laughs> yeah. um, so now I think, yeah, we're, we're, we've got a clearer picture of where we want to go with it. And, and we're, we're trying to make that happen. So I think we're in that next phase right now. We still have the van and we plan on getting away and, and, and using it as a tool to get it out into nature and yeah. decompress and, uh, you know, enjoy, enjoy the, the PNW. We're like, we're, we're yeah. pretty, 
we're in an amazing part of the world. Yeah, so, we really like it here. You have to go and visit. Looking forward to that. Um, yeah, just and like- I think. Sorry, like no. my, my message would be to hang in there, like stay in the game, yeah. stay yeah. stay in the game, because as, as soon as as soon as you quit, you, you're not in it anymore. It doesn't matter how long it takes you to get there, or you know anything like that. I think you've got to be okay with staying in there and hanging in there and, and kind of grinding it out because. Uh, consistency and having a mission is going to be a huge driver and no matter what you're doing no yeah. matter what you're doing it's it's going to be they're, they're probably the two things that are going to be the most important. and i think like to me is like just encourage people to remove the ego of themselves and stop looking at numbers on social media and like if you want to start a podcast and only only two people are listening celebrate those two people thank you so much for listening to me They were curious enough to listen to you. Just because you don't have a million listens doesn't mean you're not meaningful to someone or important to someone. So I think like taking the ego out and like stop looking at numbers and productivity as success is going to be a great step forward to do this for long term because you want to choose something that you're able to do long term instead of just a two-year success and then watch. So I think like taking the ego out If you want to do something online or in person, whatever it is, and you think bigger numbers equal success at the start, it doesn't. And I don't think ever. It's just how many people you're impacting and how your mission is impacting people is more important than having a million Instagram followers that are only criticizing you all the time. <laughs> so I think that's just my take of like, just take the ego out, do you, thank people that are coming to you already, and then just grow from there. Mm, I love it. I love it. Well, that, I think that's a, that's a good place to end. And I just want to say thanks to you guys and, you know, following you guys is always, uh, brings joy to me. And you guys are definitely like incredible examples of, of the vegan lifestyle, the, the entrepreneur lifestyle. Um, and it's just, it's always a pleasure. Oh, same to you. I love you. Motivate me with your runs and everything. I'm like, oh, I need to do more. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a gym person. I need to get outside. Yeah, yeah it's good I, on the show, man. Thank you for having us. Yeah, absolutely. We will. Um, we will. And, and before, actually, uh, so what's the new uh, YouTube channel? Anna? The Veg Life. So V E B G E Life, um, and the Veg Talk for podcasts in Spanish and English. And then on Instagram, Veg Talk Podcasts, um, and then Matt Davey and Anna Alacon. So yeah. I'll break it down real quick. So <laughs> Hit us with it. So much stuff. On Instagram, you want to be going to Veg Talk, Veg Talk Espanol, veg li The Veg Life. Mm -hmm. They're the three Instagram handles for what we're kind of working on. I'm Matt X Davy, M A T T X Davy uh, on Instagram. And then Anna, Anna is Allah, Anna Alakon on Instagram. It's not really exciting. Um, It's just, we just talk about coffee and so, show yeah. puppy. Pick your poison. <laughs> <laughs> on the other ones, it's more interesting interviews and food and workouts. Yeah. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. Well, always a pleasure, guys. Good to see you. You too. Cheers, mate. Thank you. All right. Much. Thank you.